The following Taisho by Shinge Roshi, Roko Sheri Shayet, was recorded at Dai Bosatsu Zendo Kangoji in the Catskill Mountains. This recording is part of a series on the Mumukan, the Gateless Gate Koan Collection. They are offered for free. We welcome your financial support. To contribute and for further information, please visit www.zenstudies.org or www.zencenterofsyracuse.org. Thank you. Mumonkan Case 9 Daitsu Chisho Buddha A monk asked Koyo Sejo, Daitsu Chisho Buddha sat in Zazen for ten kalpas but could not attain Buddhahood. How could this be? Sejo said, Your question is quite reasonable. The monk persisted. He did Zazen for so long. Why did he not attain Buddhahood? Sejo said, Because he was a non-attained Buddha. Mumon's comment. I approve the old barbarian's realization, but I do not approve his understanding. When ordinary people realize it, they are sages. When sages understand, they are ordinary. Mumon's verse. Better to emancipate your mind than your body. When the mind is emancipated, the body is free. When both body and mind are emancipated, the spiritual adept ignores worldly power. I don't know if any of you happened to see the sun coming over the mountain this morning. It was a great white ball of fire. Just breathtaking. I went out for a quick walk yesterday evening and As many of you know, there are delicious-smelling patches of earth everywhere. And near the dock, there's there's some four-by-fours in a pile. And just right next to one of them, completely open purple crocus. And the usand gander looked quite content, just poking in the mud. So Shakyamuni Buddha's birthday we have just celebrated. And the story about his life Everyone knows very well, so just a few things. When his mother, Queen Maya, wanted to return to her parents' place to give birth, she and her retinue were on their way and they stopped to rest in a beautiful grove of flowering trees. And she stood under one of them and reached up to gather a sprig of flowers. And lo and behold, baby Buddha emerged from her armpit. 
He stood up immediately, walked seven steps in each direction, north, south, east, west, and then stood at the center with his right hand pointing to the sky and his left hand pointing to the earth and spoke. From the heavens above to the earth below, I alone am the world-honored one. Now, maybe this is just too much myth for some people. But what is the deep significance of this story? Each one of us, after spending approximately nine months from a tiny zygote exploring as we grew the safety of the womb with our arms and legs, growing some more, and starting to find that shelter quite confining. And each one of us knew when it was time to emerge even if we got the timing off a little bit. Our mothers may not have been quite ready, or maybe they were more than ready. But still, we managed to get out of there, right? Everyone? I may not be able to ask this question in 20 years, you understand. Babies will be appearing in different ways, right? Already. But anyway, I think all of us came from our mother's wombs and each knew time to get out. And the process, of course, was difficult for both the baby and the mother. But out we came and took that first breath and shouted, Here I am! I alone, I am the one. Maybe it sounded a little bit more like, Wah! not one of us worried whether we deserve to take that first breath. Or whether or not our cry would be acceptable. Just... Each of us cried in our own unique voice. From our own never-before, never-again, particular set of karmic conditions. This is really a miracle. And whether or not our parents wanted us or our mother could take care of us or, as in Shakyamuni's case, we were indeed treated as world-honored one by uh, royal parents and palace officials. Each one of us was born to be as we are. I remember when my son was born And the doctor who examined him marked down what they call an APGAR score, how healthy the baby is, and she wrote down, lusty cry, 
And I remember looking into his dark eyes and feeling as though I could plummet down right to the very source of this great mystery we call life. This huge cry, I'm here, expressing fully one's life energy and It reverberates through the heavens and the earth. Exactly. I alone am the world honored one. Or as God said to Moses, I am that I am. Standing and taking seven steps is, of course, an exaggeration of the way each of us left the womb and came forth into this new incarnation. And each one of us, no doubt fascinated, deeply attentive to every detail of every shape, every sound, Every scent, every touch contact. So this new life, standing up and and walking of the baby Buddha is suggesting or conveying our each one of our original freedom, original true nature. North, south, east, west, up, down, declaring this amazing life energy throughout the universe. Our Independence Day, this birth day, In Taisho given here, April 8th, 1974, it was actually before this building was made, so down in the Jalakawa, the guest house by the lake, Son Roshi said, a baby cannot literally walk seven steps upon being born, of course, but this too has deep meaning When the Buddha proclaims above the heavens and beneath the earth, I am the noblest one, he is saying what every baby says upon being born when it cries out, The I in the Buddha's statement refers to everything in the universe, all right? His proclamation means the same as in any event, in any moment, and in any place, None can be other than the marvelous revelation of this. This realization made our patriarchs and virtuous Zen masters extend tender care with the heart of worshiping even to such beings as beasts and birds. Not only to such beings as beasts and birds, but also to a piece of toilet paper, leftover tea. There, here, all is nothing else but this noblest one. We must try to realize and actualize this truth. When we use toilet paper, do so with this mind. When you drink tea, coffee, smoke, drink wine with this mind, of course, sometimes we must waste. For example, sometimes we must burn even our own precious body when the time comes. I had to burn my teacher's precious body when the time came. 
when the time comes, all right. But if we needlessly waste even one drop of water, then we are not bodhisattvas. Today we meet Daitsu Chisho Buddha, whose name means all-pervading or penetrating perfect wisdom. This koan was formulated by Koyo Seijo, of whom we know very little, just that he was a Dharma successor of the well-known Korean master, Basho S.A., not the Basho who is the haiku poet of 17th century, but the Basho who is also in the Mumonkan case 44, Basho's staff. So the story here is taken from uh, Lotus Sutra, chapter 7, in which Daitsu Chisho sat for ten kalpas, during which he was unable to fully attain the Dharma. And in the Lotus Sutra, he does at last awaken when he is... um, There are 33 heavens and the gods from all those 33 heavens bring him a lion throne and set it high under the Bodhi tree and that's where he's able to awaken. But Koyo Seijo is a Zen master. He's not making distinctions about before and after, about attainment and non-attainment. After all, Bodhidharma, our first Zen patriarch, showed the way. Transmission outside the scriptures, directly pointing to this very mind. So the Zen perspective overturns those ancient scriptures emphasis on gaining merit and attaining Buddhahood. No gaining, no attaining. By the way, the Lotus Sutra also says that Daitsu Chisho had 16 sons, and after his attaining, they all became monks. And the youngest was Shakyamuni Buddha, who is the narrator in the Lotus Sutra. So we're celebrating Shakyamuni Buddha's birthday with his spiritual father in today's koan. Today. I'm sure that many of us, at one point or another, have asked in total frustration I've been working with Mu for 10 years. I still haven't broken through. When am I going to get it? Or maybe this koan and I just don't get along. I think I need another one. Or maybe on second or third day of session, you might have thought to yourself, this sitting has got to be ten kalpas long. (laughs) How long is a kalpa? Anybody remember the definition of a kalpa? 
Well, there are many engaging definitions. One sutra says that a kapa is the length of time that it would take an angel who came down from the heavens only once every hundred years and brushed its wing over a mile-high stone mountain to wear the mountain down to the ground. That would be one kapa. Or another is the length of time that it would take a bird to finish a cubic mile container of sesame seeds if it ate one seed every hundred years. So next time you're sitting thinking, he's never going to ring the bell, just think of one of those definitions. So you get the idea. Once every hundred years, something minuscule happens. And all these minuscule things add up. And an effect occurs. And so we might say, hmm, is attainment such an effect? When we think, I must attain, we are chasing, chasing our Buddha nature away. As we heard the other day, Hakuin Zenji in his song of Zazen said, like one who in the midst of water cries and thirst so imploringly, Right here we are, in the midst of water. Can water get more wet? Can Buddha become more Buddha? The idea that we are here to try to attain Buddhahood is as Nyogen Senzaki's favorite expression puts it, like adding legs to a snake. A snake is just fine. Wouldn't know what to do with legs. But this monk, perhaps discouraged in his own practice, goes to this master, Seijo, with his question. He did sasen for ten kabas, but he didn't get anything? If even Mr. All-Pervading Perfect Wisdom couldn't accomplish the way, how can I? Sejo replies, your question is quite reasonable. living his own non-attainment. He just adds nothing to nothing, mirrors the monk. However, the monk was probably in too much of a mental tangle. You know what a mental tangle feels like? Just all tangled up in ideas and concepts and what I should do and how I should get it. So he asked again. He sat for ten kappas and didn't attain. Why? And Sejo patiently replied, because he was a non-attained Buddha. Seems pretty straightforward, very easy, right? Let me ask again. How long is a kapa? Putting those fanciful definitions aside. We do experience it in samadhi. Akapa 
place exactly now. Not a second off. Dogen Zenji said, the living now of being time is in me. The living now of being time. No separation. In English, the dedication after Daihishu Dharani, the great compassionate Dharani, begins, Buddha nature pervades the whole universe, revealing right here now. With this Teisho meeting, let us unite with endless dimension, universal light. Daitsu Chisho, all-pervading, perfect wisdom, this non-attaining Buddha is revealing right here now. Whether we've been sitting or ten kalpas or 42 years or 51 years, all those wonderful years. I'm talking here to some of the senior practitioners. All those wonderful years of hell and misery and startling moments and deep contentment are now. How deep this session goes. How how wondrous and how grateful we are for all those years of non-attainment. Thus, Dogen's great realization. Practice is enlightenment. Enlightenment is practice. Every second of every kalpa. So when we Understand this when we see Daitsu Chisho Buddha as, as non attaining Buddha, then we too are Buddha, having nothing to do with attainment or getting someplace. Hakuin also said, Why is it necessary to do Zazen on a Bodhi seat? You sit here now. And you are as you are, Daitsu Chisho Buddha. As you are now, with whatever is going on for you, mentally, physically, emotionally. And yet, there's also always an and yet, or a but, and yet, We need to realize this for ourselves. It doesn't do any good to hear someone else's understanding. Maybe a little bit inspiring, but not our own. So, Seijo only said to the monk, Your question is reasonable. Mirroring his consternation, which is, of course, exactly where the monk needs to go. Non-attaining 
is the true present being of Buddha nature. There's no sequence. First, no attainment, then attainment, and then post-attainment. There's no such progression. Where there is a thing, attainment, there is in fact no Buddhahood. Because, why? In the realm of Buddha nature, there is nothing to seek. Nothing to get. Nothing lacking. Nothing added. Yogen Senzaki said, if one aims to become a Buddha, no matter how many cycles of existence he strives in meditation, he will always be a scandal monger of dualism, never an enlightened Buddha. Scandal monger of dualism. I think we all have felt like scandal mongers of dualism. And also, many of us are often plagued by feelings of we're not sufficient, that we haven't acted as compassionately as we wished, or that somehow our lives need to be better, wiser, Sure, we're Buddhas, all right. All sentient beings are primarily Buddha. How do we act? And there may be some little niggling resistance there, too. Something we may have come up against in session or in training. If I'm Buddha, why do I have to do all this sitting and all this discipline training and maintaining silence when I want to scream? Why can't I just be as I am? The question is, do we know what we mean by I am? When we don't know, we get swamped by circumstances, emotions. We get swept up and we sweep others up as well. It's not that we should stuff our emotions down, which leads to toxic waste beds that poison everyone around us. It's that we must realize that emotions are untrustworthy. They stem from some old stuff unresolved conflicts, unhealed wounds. Zazen gives us the courage to face this stuff unflinchingly and work with it, with Transform. These negative emotions 
into kindness, discernment, love. And when we do this kind of practice, kalpa after kalpa, we feel trust developing in something much more reliable than our small bundle of emotions and opinions. But Dhamma Sarana. Refuge of the Dharma. And from this comes confidence. Confidence in oneself because oneself is no longer seen as this little separate bubble being cut off from all the rest of life. But rather, oneself has become boundless, boundless one. Oneself, boundless one. And then, an action is needed, okay, act. When stillness is called for, absolutely still. The paramita of patience grows and is appreciated more and more. This is sitting on the Bodhi seat in the midst of consternation, despair, and realizing that what we want is right here as soon as we stop thinking of it as wanting, that is, lacking. If we think of something as wanting, in other words, it's not there. That's the problem. If you don't seek after that which is excellent, that which is excellent will come to you all by itself. Famous saying. And Master Rinzai treats this koan in Teaching the Assembly, chapter 22 of the book of Rinzai. Someone asked, Daitsu Chisho Buddha sat for ten kapas. Nevertheless, Buddha Dharma was not revealed to him. Consequently, he could not accomplish the Buddha's way. I wonder, what does this mean? Could you kindly explain? The master replied, Daitsu, great penetration, is self. Capital S, self, true self. In any place, under myriad dharmas, your self-nature has no form, no specific nature. Therefore, it is great penetration. Chisho, excellent wisdom, means under any circumstances, you have no doubt and you don't attain even a single dharma. Non-attainment. Hence, excellent wisdom. Buddha means your heart is pure. Bright light pervades the dharma dot. Hence, Buddha. Sitting for ten kalpas means to practice the ten paramitas, the ten perfections, patience among them. Buddha Dharma was not revealed means Buddha is fundamentally unborn. Dharma is fundamentally indistinguishable. How could they be revealed? How could they be attained? 
he could not accomplish the Buddha's way means how could Buddha become more Buddha? An ancient worthy said, Buddha resides in this world all the time, yet he is not defiled by worldly affairs. This is our path here. This is it. Not to, tra- not to transcend, but to be of it. Returning to the marketplace with gift-bestowing hands, as the verse says in the Ten Oxfording Pictures. Returning to Master Rinzai, followers of the way, if you want to become a Buddha, don't be influenced by external conditions. When mind arises, various kinds of dharmas arise. Yes, we create our own 10,000 things sitting after sitting with our busy mind. When mind is extinguished, various kinds of dharmas are also extinguished. And we enter into samadhi. When mind does not arise, 10,000 dharmas are free from fault. As we know, all is created by the mind. And when the mind rests, just this vast emptiness and true peace. And Ninzai continues, neither mundanely nor transcendentally is there any Buddha or Dharma. They neither appear nor disappear. Even if such things existed, they would only be names and phrases. They are like toys for children and prescriptions for medicine. They are nothing but beautiful phrases. But beautiful phrases are not thus inherently It is the vivid and radiantly shining one in you, appreciating, perceiving, hearing, and knowing, who assigns all the names. Momon's comment. I approve the old barbarian's realization. Who is the old barbarian? Well, we may think Bodhidharma, or Shakyamuni, or Seijo, Daitsu Chisho Buddha. That foreigner, that one who comes from far away, and suddenly is right here, right now. Mumon approves this one's realization, but not his understanding. What does this mean? What is understanding? To realize is one thing, but theoretical knowledge is another. Do you understand? Or do you realize? This koan may seem, as I said, quite simple, quite self-evident. How can Buddha become more Buddha? Until it is vividly experienced, it remains understood, superficially understood. Then he says, when ordinary people realize it, they are sages. Ordinary people here, he is saying, someone perhaps unfamiliar with Buddhism, nevertheless, may come to realization 
of this non-attained Buddha may come to realize something beyond names and phrases. At that moment, becomes sage. When sages understand they are ordinary, when one who is well-versed in Buddhist ways, practice, and has had some insight, but merely understands this. Theory, concept, it's just a bumpkin. Moon's verse. Better to emancipate your mind than your body. That's quite clear. Right in the midst of everything that's going on, to be able to just emancipate the mind. And when the mind is emancipated, the body is free. Everyone has had this experience, I'm sure, of being in intense pain. And the pain is so bad that we're forced to practice. Imagine that. We're forced into. There's nowhere else to go except run screaming out of the zendo. And then, lo and behold, when mind is emancipated, where did that pain go? Oh yeah, there it is, there it is. When both body and mind are emancipated, the spiritual adept ignores worldly power. Nothing to do. Wind's eyes, bougie. No need for any worldly acclaim no need for attainment, spiritual or worldly. No need for anything whatsoever. So here we are on the last day of Holy Day's session. So fortunate, really so fortunate to be together on this magical mountain with nothing to do but to be time unfolding at the still point of this vibrant universe and how urgent it is for us to fully manifest this so that when we leave we can offer it to those who are gasping with thirst. This is such a crucial moment, such a devastating moment for our Mother Earth. We have been treating her so irresponsibly for so long. Scientists have repeatedly warned that global warming will bring severe weather patterns and natural disasters that will increase cataclysmically. And for too long, everyone pushed this warning into the dim future. 
but it's getting harder and harder to ignore. I understand that once again an earthquake aftershock struck Sendai, Japan. This one 7.1 magnitude. Again, unspeakable hardship, misery for thousands who had not yet even been able to pull themselves out of the rubble of their lives. So, on this Buddha's birthday, we must truly vow to offer ourselves to do what is needed to extend this mind to be one with Kanzeon and to call upon Jizo Bodhisattva who goes where others fear who goes even into hell to alleviate suffering On Monday morning, Fujin and Takeshi leave for Japan to train at Shogenji. They will be our emissaries as Jizo Bodhisattva. So let us close with chanting seven times Namu Jizo Dharani and extend this chanting to our dear friends in Japan. Please return to your sasana. Oh, 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 oh,